Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where we are proud to announce uh, that we are welcoming a new sponsor to the show, One Inch. It's lost in the mid-card. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> we are a little, uh, little, uh, little less than two weeks away from SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver Toronto, and we are about a month away from All Out. So we're going to uh, talk about all the stuff that is leading up to those shows, uh, including this week's edition of Being the Elite. We'll probably get a an episode of uh, Road to All Out as you listen to this podcast on Wednesday. That uh, episode three probably should be coming out here uh, tomorrow as well. So uh, we got a few things here to cover as we get ready for some big shows to, to end the summer on. But first, thank you. To SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard and hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, uh, typically every Wednesday. But if you subscribe, that way you know when a new show comes your way. You can also subscribe to us on the YouTube, and links to all that are on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Lost in the Midcard. Or you can go to Twitter at LITMC Podcast. Uh, we also share some of the great wrestling tweets throughout the wrestling world on there as well. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime, is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing, my man, I'm doing. And uh, on the Twitter at One Inch, it is Daryl Bullock. Daryl, how you doing? I was fine before you said my Twitter handle. <laughs> it's actually at no one like D, but you should change it to one inch. I'm good, man. I I'm pretty sure that handle. I guarantee you somebody already has that handle. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to let Daryl live that down. We're, we're not going to forget about it that quickly, are we, Matt? I think we probably would have if somebody wouldn't have been driving it into our brains for the last two hours before we were going to record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a graphic. I have there. no idea who that could have been. Gee, I don't know. Somebody from across the pond, possibly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did, did you did you retweet that one, Matt? <laughs> no, I can't say that I did. I hadn't been on Twitter a whole lot tonight. Uh, episode 163 of Being the Elite. They're catching us, but we're still way ahead of them. We're like at episode 220 or something like that. This is a private party is the name of uh, of the episode this week. And uh, uh, how great was it for the for the Jackson kids to do Sierra Merido? <laughs> Very clever. And I don't think the, the, the Bucks were not happy about that either. Not at all. Cody uh, helping, helping Matt get uh, his tie on as they are getting ready for the big unveil of television. Which uh, you boys are attending? Am I am I hearing correctly? Season si, your, you're not damn right. Wednesday, October second, Capital D- One D Day, Capital One Arena. 
That's going to sell out. Cody's like asking for it to sell out. It's going to sell out. I don't think there's going to be a problem there, you think? Nah. Yeah, I, I think by the I think by the end of the weekend it'll be sold out. I don't like, know if it's I don't know if it's going to sell out day one, but I I think it'll. No, I don't. Think I think it'll, it'll sell, sell out. out. I think it's going to sell out by the end of the weekend. That arena, that arena is huge. That's like, a, it's Friday they go and sell, right? Yep, twelve noon. Well, it looks it looks like from the the way they've set up the arena, it looks like they're going to fit about sixteen thousand in there, um, because you know they have all the the sides to the entrances and stuff uh, blacked out, so. I still think I think by the end of the weekend they'll sell the sucker out. Oh so. yeah, or unless you know the second, third party vendors decide they want to buy the shit. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, backstage doing. You're, some- you're going to be right on top of it, so I'm not that worried. Oh, you know I'm always ready, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, backstage doing a photo shoot is uh, Jungle Boy, and uh, they make fun of him looking like a a mini Kenny G. He does kind of look like Kenny G with he that, does with that jacket on and. Hair down. He's quite, he's got quite the uh, the flowing locks there, and uh, so they're just kind of showing all sorts of behind the uh, behind the scenes photo shoots. Kenny Omega doing an interview. Cody standing in front of the TNT TBS logo. Um, you know all sorts of stuff there, and uh, then they they go cut to the big promo, the big release that came out on social media and YouTube and all that, announcing the television show. Um, if you haven't seen that yet, check it out. It's pretty damn good. We're getting there, man. <laughs> We're getting close. Can't wait. Uh, private party is having a private party, and, and the Jacksons tried to, to, to enter that private party, but uh, they, they weren't invited, were they? Nope. And then, uh, and then they got super kicked by private party, and they kind of like that. I mean, so, you know, they, they, they had a nice... Uh, uh, expression on their face as a. Uh, are you guys heading to, uh, up to that show too? Nah, I can't do that one. Bucks uh, final independent uh, show, probably ever, maybe ever. Uh, I would say ever. Yeah. Uh, House of Glory, high intensity, eight August 9th in. Uh, is it's New York City, isn't it? Mm, uh, or close to. There, there too. Uh, how great was the uh, the segment with Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and SCU? <laughs> Daniels and Kazarian trying to imitate uh, Jungle Boy on the shoulders of Luchasaurus, and that that didn't quite. It, it almost ended up like CD almost took a tombstone there. <laughs> tombstone to a pile driver. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I got I got a bad neck, guy. Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it might be our first. Uh, it might be a, the first tag match on television, possibly. Maybe they're setting that up. Strong possibility, sir. Uh, they did announce today. Uh, the very first match to occur on TV will be Cody Rhodes taking on Sammy Guevara. So that'll be the, the opening contest on uh, on All Elite Wrestling's television debut. And, and let me guess, I, I bet they're not going to kick the show off with a 15-minute promo, will they? No. This thankfully, is not WWE. Thankfully, Raw hasn't been doing that last couple weeks. So, you know, at least someone's listening to Heyman. Uh once again, Rick Knox is everywhere, making sure you don't get disqualified. Uh, CD was uh, not paying attention, paying attention to his phone. He almost went into the female locker room, and uh, Rick Knox counting him out. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Uh, the BTE mailbag. Britt Baker asked how uh, her her can uh, her, her recovery from the concussions going as law as well as if she will be on the all out card. She said uh, that her her recovery is going real well and to stay tuned for all out. But uh, I think she should have answered the first question, don't you think? Maybe. <laughs> what did you think of the Bucks? Did what the, the Bucks did to your husband or your fiance or what? They're not married yet, are they? No, nah, not yet. Not yet. Give it time. And uh, someone asked CD. He's, he's there with his uh, his pug Nugget. Asked him if he uh, still does the shows at uh, at Universal Studios for the Pirates of the Caribbean. And uh, nice little nice little uh, some nice stitches above that eye too there for CD, huh? Damn it, JB! It's Waterworld. A oh, Waterworld. What did I say? Oh, Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> That's Disney, dude. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, I wonder what happened to CD. See, it's a story he's going to tell another time. But I wonder what happened with the eye there. And uh, Jericho said he supposes he'll answer a mailbag question while somebody in a semi pulls up, like literally right next to him. <laughs> We sh- you know what? We should all submit BTE mailbag questions, and the first one, the first one, uh, the first one that wins, I'll buy them a shirt of their choice. I need a. I have sent one to. I sent one to Kaz once, but uh, yeah, it's like, I guess the like, problem is they only answer stupid questions, and I don't want to ask stupid questions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I ask stupid questions all the time. Well, they and then it's like certain they people gotta be witty, and certain people tweet out like certain wrestlers or tweet out that they're on the mailbag this week. I think. Oh, really? I think it's how it works. I don't think it's just... See, I don't have everybody on alert. Yeah, neither do I, so I never catch... I I luckily caught Kaz once, but um, other than that, I don't even know if I caught Kaz. It might have been a week after then I realized, oh, they put out the tweet to send send me your questions and stuff. Like, I don't don't have Michael Nakas Owl on alert. Why not? I I don't know. We're hanging out of the chat. I, mean, I don't even. I don't even follow the oily bastard. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think I do either. Uh, then we. I wonder uh, if I could get awesome calm. They're hanging out at the uh, Jackson's pool, and we get a, a nice, uh, a nice diving board montage of, of people doing flips and cannonballs and and such. Brandon Cutler could do a four fifty. He did a he did a frog splash elbow kind of thing. Oh, uh, froggy bow. Yeah, the old froggy bow, the old, the old Mark Briscoe move there, huh? Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was being the elite for this week, and of course, yes, the big news announced eight Eastern to ten Eastern, starting Wednesday, October second. See, Daryl, at least it's not nine to eleven. So when we start recording again on Wednesdays, you know, I'm good, it'll brother. Be, it'll be just like SmackDown. We'll we'll get right on the ball right, right now and and uh, talk, about, that, talk about talk about. I the think they. I think they started starting the TV show on a great, fantastic date in America. Oh, uh, what day is that? Uh, I'll be 37 years old on October 2nd. My God, I'll already be 40. So. Old fucker. Yep. Hold up, so hold up. I'm the youngest one of the podcast? Nice. Are you? Matt, Matt's birthday's uh, next month. So he he's just a month the ahead 9th of The 9th of August. Yeah, his, he, right he, around he, the fucking corner. So you're, yeah, you're, Matt, you're, Matt's, Matt's birthday's on takeover. And you'll be 37 as well? Huh? How old will you be, Matt? I don't even fucking know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is a, that is a tough question. Takeover, yeah. Yeah, Matt's birthday's on Takeover. And his, Matt gets to spend well, his birthday I think, it's the day, I think it's the day before Takeover. Isn't the 9th a Friday? No, the 9th is a, it's a Saturday, dude. Are you sure? Because my cousin's going to... 9th is a Friday. I'm looking at the calendar right now. Oh, really? My cousin's going to SummerSlam for his birthday. And, yeah, his birthday's the 10th. Which is Takeover. Oh, okay. Well, at least you get to spend a birthday weekend with me, brother. Damn right, man. It's going to be fun. Pizza. Look. <laughs> Thought we were doing Shake Shack. Oh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. We got to do Shake Oh, yeah. I got to get you early. Did we discuss this on air or <laughs> off air last week about Shake Shack? I'm pretty sure this was on air. I have no idea anymore. <laughs> this was on air. I don't, I don't know what we discuss on air and off air. It's just, it's all... It all bleeds together. It does. I, I I couldn't remember if we had the Shake Shack conversation on. Uh, so the great on, thing about the Shake Shack near my house, like you can order it and just go pick it up instead of just going there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the. Uh, Man's getting Shake Shack for that's my birthday gift to you, Shake Shack. Kind of like the the Little oh, Caesars pizza. I porter. happily accept. There was a, a a lot of people sitting there waiting for their pizzas. Is like, dude, just order it on the app and then you walk in and grab it and leave. You know. It's a pretty nice yeah. concept that Little Caesars yeah, lot, does there. A lot of places have that concept now. Um, so yeah, big the big announcement, which I mean, was no shock to us. That was uh, exciting. MCI Center, which was the site of the final Starcade pay per view in two thousand. That place has had so many fucking names. Yeah, they all do. Yeah, it's Capital One Arena now, right? Yeah, it used to be the Verizon Center, like yeah. before it was Capital One. I went there several times when it was the Verizon Center. I went to a bunch of WWE shows there. I was there for uh, SummerSlam '05 with uh, Hogan and HBK. You were there for uh, what was it Capital something? Capital Punishment. I was in the front row. Capital You're front Punishment. Row. Yep. You can to, see me on the WWE Network for just for 999. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. $9. I'm wearing my Kofi Kingston shirt, bitches. As Kofi Kingston walks Ooh. out, open up the show. And yeah, you see me. I'm high-fiving him, right? Nice. I got got the high-five Kofi in the opening match. You nice. I'm right there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was my only. Maybe he's going to go on the network. I'm like that was all, my only ever front row WWE show. I'm all over a no. I'm all over a July 2016 edition of SmackDown when I was in the third row. <laughs> oh, I got you one better. Monday Night Nitro, the episode before Bass at the Beach when Hogan, Hogan was revealed as the, as the third member of the NWO. Hall and Nash walk through the crowd and sit in front in the front row at the USA Arena. A twelve no, I'm sorry, thirteen year old Daryl is sitting two rows behind Hall and Nash. Check it out on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. If you go to uh, a twenty eleven SummerSlam, you can see me and Matt if you squint really hard. <laughs> there's like a there's like a row of like eight or ten of us all wearing CM Punk shirt, white the white best in the world shirt. You, you can see us a couple times. I still have that shirt in my closet. Yeah, that's a good shirt. Uh, a lot of uh, top executives dumped their stock on July 22nd. I guess it's time to get the hell out, huh? Uh, Vince McMahon, Sale. Vince McMahon sold 12,627 shares at 7023 per share. 7023? Yeah. Sheesh. So that that comes out to only uh, eight hundred eighty-six thousand seven hundred ninety-four dollars. You know, chump change for 
for Vince. Uh, George Berrios sold 139,175 shares. Sheesh. That's a lot of shares. That that's that's damn near ten million. Make a quick buck. Kevin Dunn sold sixty eight six hundred and twenty eight shares. Hopefully to retire. Uh, that was a uh, four. That's almost five million. So insane. Triple H and Stephanie also sold some shares, and a couple other people, executives. So a lot of stock selling from the WWE. Would you buy a stock? Would you? Would, you, would either of you buy a share? Like, if you had the, like the money, would you buy buy stock in WWE? I am more. I mean, I don't know. Like, look what happened to. I mean, their stock skyrocketed on the on the Fox News, and it's only just been dropping ever since because their ratings are in the tank. I don't know. Do you think it'll pick back up after when they when they hit Fox? I don't know, Matt. Do you think? I've been. Who knows? All right now it's seventy three fifteen, so it's a little higher than uh, a week ago. It's higher than the network. Um, about a million point one point one million viewers after Monday Night Raw reunion tuned in and uh, watched the sneak preview of Ms. and Mrs. as. Uh, New episodes have uh, started to air for the... Uh, is this still the first season? I'm confused. I think this is still the it's first the second season. Se- second is this season. the second season now? Mm-hmm. It's like they do so many stops and starts and like so many things are... Uh, you know. Uh, Rob Van Dam is not slated for any additional WWE appearances at this time. He's, of course, with Impact Wrestling at uh, right now. Did you guys see that? Was it you, Daryl, that shared that one? <laughs> Rob yes, Van... And Ron Simmons pops up. Damn! That was pretty funny. That was clever. Scott Steiner's coming back to Impact. What the hell? Why? I don't know. How old is he? I don't know. He needs to go into real estate with, with Rick. He needs to go into uh, something. He's 57. Uh... Last week uh, on the 23rd was Eric Bischoff's first SmackDown taping since being named executive director of the brand. Uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, was told that he sat in in production meetings and was seen spending lots of time with the members of the creative team. But beyond that, there was no obvious change to the usual TV taping process. Uh, All sides are taking their time in the transition uh, to transition Bischoff in so he can familiarize himself with the company and how it operates. Uh, Well, they did get rid of the... uh, Let's not cut to commercial during wrestling anymore so we could squeeze two out of three fall matches. So at least that's good, huh? No comment. I mean, I, I, I hate when they go to commercial during in the middle of a match, but at the same time, it's like, how many two out of three fall matches did we see the past two months? Too many is the answer. He's trying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, This is interesting uh, and quick, but uh, it's been announced that the NWA and Ring of Honor have parted ways. Uh, They'd been working together, I guess, for about seven months or so, I guess, and uh, now it's they're done. And uh, PW Insider is told that uh, the NWA president Billy Corgan intends to put all of his injury injury energy towards producing a weekly standalone NWA series later this year. Uh, once he completes his Smashing Pumpkins tour. 
So yet some more wrestling to watch on TV that we have no time for, right? Nope. I mean, does NWA have enough talent to field a TV show? Not that I know of. I mean, I mean they have a good they have a good top of their card, but I mean to fill out an entire roster, I just don't see, really see how that's visibly possible. What, what do they have? What James Storm, uh, Eli Drake, Eli Drake, and, and Cole this. Cabana and Magnus. Yep, Matt's favorite the face of the company, Magnus. Mister J- Mister James. And they still have uh, the Villain Club as their uh, the T- Villain Enterprises as their tag team champions. So, yep. so I guess they a company have they no longer work work with. So, oops, they might have one of those con- those type of contracts. Uh, the WWE Network has undergone a redesign. It's out there now. You might have to log out, log back in to see it. Have you guys checked out the new redesign yet? I have. It's pretty nice. I have not yet. I, I need to do that before SummerSlam, or well, actually before TakeOver Toronto. But that's out there and live now for you. Last week's SmackDown audience uh, following the day after Raw reunion uh, didn't see much of an increase, only 2.16 million. Uh, increase of 40,000. We'll talk about the raw rating a little later, but <laughs> it came back to earth. Uh, big numbers, though, for Ms. and Mrs. on uh, the return to the USA Network, uh, the premiere. Uh, actually, no, I was reading the other, I was reading the wrong premiere, but they brought in about 722,000. Actually, it's the lowest number they've ever had for Ms. and Mrs. So, eh, it's the summertime. It's a good show still. Matt, did you catch last week's? Yeah, yeah. Still a good show, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. That is kind of weird that the numbers are tapering off. I mean, hell, they had a million and a half when they debuted in, in 2018, just about a year ago. So, Well, they also had the Chrisleys as the immediate lead in last week instead of SmackDown. True. So this week they aired Ms. and Mrs. right after SmackDown, so I think they learned their lesson really quick. Yeah, we'll see how how that affects it. Uh, you guys been uh, catching uh, the uh, the Twitter beef between Lacey Evans and uh, Medusa? <laughs> yep. Medusa's uh, uh, handing it to to uh, to Lacey I Evans. Th- I think the funniest part is the 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 the, the thread when Medusa's like handing her her ass. Like you see a bunch of wrestlers just sitting there, just like co-signing. It's, it's hilarious. Sipping on their tea. Yeah, pretty much. Did you guys see what uh, The Rock sent Mike Johnson, PW Insider? A little, uh, a little, uh, kind of like a s- fancy little case f- uh, for uh, the-, the Hobbs and Shaw, and it contained brisk iced tea. <laughs> I, I did not. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it was like a uh, kind of like you know the little the little hub that'll kind of uh, raise up off of the hood for the motor. It was kind of like that kind of a challenger replica of that and inside was three cans of of brisk iced tea one with the rock on it one with jason statham and then and then whoop ass which is the name of the i wonder if uh, steve austin's gonna put a put a copyright on that uh jim ross gave further explanation on his grilling jr podcast with conrad thompson on why he chose not to attend the raw reunion uh, he said, uh, as we stated last week, he had Tony Khan's blessing to attend the show, but thought it might send mixed messages to the locker room of All Elite Wrestling, who he is mentoring and getting them ready for their television debut. 
Ross said that he was concerned the appearance would cause confusion regarding his messages on teamwork and team mentality. He didn't want to lead the internet chatter about his relationship with the fledging wrestling company. Uh, Jim adds that he doesn't want to take advantage of Tony Khan's generous nature. The Hall of Famer is very appreciative that Vince contacted him personally and asked if he was going to attend, but he just didn't uh, feel like it was right. Uh, Stated, while it would have been great to call a match with Jerry Lawler, uh, no creative plans were discussed. I think JR made the right uh, right call there, don't you guys think? Yeah, it was the smart smart play to make. smart, yeah. Yeah, set the right example, man. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to fall into pit trap like that. Oh. As part of uh, the uh, redesign of the WWE network, WWE revealed soon that they'll ro- roll out the long-planned tiered version of the network. Uh, the plan is to v- de- debut a first tier, which is a free version that features programming free to everybody. Um, uh, that'll be in the next several months. Several months after that, the network will debut a VIP tier, which will include additional programming similar to Evolve, uh, the 10th anniversary uh, thing. I don't know if a v- I don't know is that VIP tier what we have now, or is it going to be more than what we have now? So it's only two tiers. I don't know. That's interesting. Like, what's the free content like? Is that just the shows or whatnot? And then the, the that's a good question. The, the tier, the I guess I mean because Ring of Honor has a tier. If you lift the, the uh, Ring of Honor has a tier type system, like if you do the VIP, you get like the pay per views for free. Yeah. But then if you just pay like the monthly, you know whatever, you just you get like discounts on the pay per view. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's an additional tier to just the regular subscription or what that it, it didn't. Uh, it didn't specify here in this article, but uh, I wonder what that price, those prices are going to be, though. Yeah, because you can't beat nine ninety nine. No, not for what, no, not for what you can get there. No. Ah, so just shortly after John Cena made fun of the Usos and their mug shots, Jimmy Uso decided to get a DUI in 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 Pensacola, Florida. Oops. Dumbass. Um, he's pulled over at 3.04 in the morning after author- authorities observed him driving erratically and swerving left and right. And the TMZ report claimed that Uso reeked of alcohol and refused to undergo testing. And, uh, well, we saw him last night, though, so. Everybody's, like, wondering why, 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 why? Because WWE's punishments are not immediate. Or they don't happen at all. Like, uh, See Nia Jax when she, uh, you know, broke Becky's face. She really didn't get much punishment for that. And so I think I, I think that they, I think the Usos are like on the upper parts of the roster. Untouchable. So I th- pretty much, you're Rikishi's kids, and like you're like besides Roman, like you're like the top Samoan wrestlers. Like I just don't see it happening. If they get them, they might hit them internally, like with pay or something. Yeah. And uh, just like they did with Jeff Hardy, WWE's re- issued a statement saying Jonathan Fatu is responsible for his own personal actions. He needs to go to an AA meeting. Dude needs to stop drinking. Uh, buy an Uber. Right. The Uberso, the Ubersos. 
Uh, CM Punk was interviewed by ESPN to pro, uh, promote his prefer. Pro, ah, let me talk that again. Promote his appearance at Starcast on August thirty first. Uh, on whether he has a relationship with AEW, he goes, "No, I know they like to talk about me a lot. If I text Matt Jackson, I say, hey, have a great show tonight, which I did when they had their big show in Vegas.' But uh, that somehow turns into Tony Khan telling people that he has a great relationship with me. I've said in the past, I've talked to him, but nothing's ever came of anything." Uh, he was asked if there's expectation that he'll appear it all out after agreeing to StarCast, and uh, he said, I'm competing against myself. For better or worse, it's in the public eye. So obviously people are going to broadcast my failures. Success quietly hugs you in a private, and f- and failure slaps you in front of the world. That's just life, but people don't want, uh, don't keep that to account when they're talking shit about you on Twitter. When you stumble and fall, they laugh at you. I think there's an expectation it's purely built by them. My silence to some fans means something, but they're trying to read the tea leaves. There's nothing to read. I, I even feel like talking about it may even put some sort of negative slant on it, but it's really not. fact is they have teased me at nauseum. And if anybody's going to get mad at me because I don't show up, well, then I don't know what to tell you because that's just one of the things that is not none of my business. And on whether something could be imminent with AEW, Punk said, the last thing I got was a text from Cody Rhodes, and again, I almost don't know how to reply to them sometimes because if I reply, they do interviews and they're like, oh, yeah, I just talked to Punk. I'm kind of damned if I do, damned if I don't. I always think if somebody wants to do business with me, they can come talk to me. Texting offers isn't really a good way to do business, at least. Punk said he received an offer via text, noting it was texted through three people and an offer came in through text. This was like a month ago, maybe, describing it as a general offer I could have done. Uh, the last one in Vegas, double or nothing, because I was in California for CFFC. So, a lot of smoke screening, huh? I don't think he's going to be at All Out. Don't think so, huh? I think he'll be in D.C. Think so? Mm-hmm. He'll be a one or the other. I, I, to me, it's all... It's all to me, I feel like it's all a work, and everybody is, and everybody with the company, including Punk, is in on the work right now. Mm-hmm. And whether he shows up at uh, at the end of All Out or whether he shows up at the first show on TNT, I just I feel he's I just feel he's going to be there. And look, I could be wrong, I could be reading the tea leaves wrong, um, but I just feel like he's he's destined to be there. I yeah, really he, do. You saw what Cody said, right? Yeah, the whole about oh, I think he's going to go back to WWE. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that was to me that was almost a red flag. I don't even think Cody should have said that because I mean, we all know he's not going to go back to WWE. No. So to, to so to say that made like oh well he's definitely coming in then. So yeah, I mean I don't see him. I know he's still under contract with UFC. So. I know if he does, it's, it's, uh, if he does come in, it's going to be one of the two, but he's going to be sparingly like John Moxley is. I think Moxley's going to be full time once oh. the team rolls around. Yeah, uh, I, don't think, uh, bro, I don't think Moxley's going to be have, sparingly at all. Have you been watching the G One, dude? He's not going to win the G One. Hey, Ask this question: Have you watched the G One? I've seen the highlights. I'm well aware of what's going on. He's not winning the G1. I'm just saying he's the only They're one that hasn't lost yet. He's he's gonna end up. He's gonna end up. He's not even, dude. I wouldn't even be surprised if he doesn't even make the finals. I see him making the finals, but I see him losing. I, I could totally see him not even making the finals. I could see him tying with Jay White in the one block. Don't do that to my life. Total have White beat 
Moxley to go to the please, finals. Please don't do that to my life. Dude, he's not going to be in New Japan long term. I, 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 no, I, I don't I don't expect him to. I'm just saying, like, please don't say Jay White is going to be. Good luck. You, don't, you know how much I, I – I don't think Jay White's going to win. But I think I would not be surprised to see him go to the finals. I saw like at all. I saw a post on Twitter a couple of days ago. It, did Jay White ruin the Bullet Club? <laughs> it's the Rubber Bullet Club. Oh my God! Like, why is he even there? Right, look, y'all know I'm not a fan, but I definitely I don't believe for one second that that Moxley's not going to be a full time. AEW talent come October. Oh yeah, he'll be there. So it's like he, they can oh, no, no, do G one step while it while it lasts, but it's not going to be that big of a thing. He'll be so, there. He'll be there. So, now, now this is what I this is what I told this is what I told a friend. Moxley's going to probably drop that U.S. title on U.S. soil when they come to the East Coast. I, I don't think, as far as I'm understanding, um, he's not allowed to wrestle for New Japan on, on, in the states. Really? It's a minor... That's my, my my understanding. Is Dude, he he the won the ti- I thought he no, he won the title there. Yeah, he did. It's, but it's my understanding that Jericho, Omega, and Moxley are all welcome to work New Japan as long as it's in Japan. Yeah. Wow. My I understanding is they. Not do any New Japan shows stateside. That's part of the agreement. Wow, people are going to be mad on the East Coast when so, they go to Boston, Hammerstein, and, and Philly. Yeah, uh, minor. Mox will, not, Mox will not be there. I, I can guarantee you that right now. Uh, some minor wow. minor breaking news uh, just announced tomorrow at eleven thirty Eastern. Cody Rhodes is going to join Bully Ray and David Lagreca on Busted Open Radio. So one of your executive vice presidents of AEW is going to be on Busted Open Radio live Wednesday morning. That is not surprising after the show today. <laughs> John Chena is heading to London to film Fast and Furious 9. Uh, Corey Graves was uh, absent last week because he was filming a role in the WWE Netflix movie The Main Event which is also going to have Seamus, Kofi Kingston, Renee Young, and The Miz in it. And it was just announced today that The Big Show is going to have his own TV series on Netflix where he'll be the starring role. Uh, I think that might be a little... Big Show's a funny guy, so that might be cool. might be worth a look. Ladder War is now set for Summer Supercard, which happens over uh, the, the SummerSlam weekend in Toronto. Briscoes and G.O.D. are going to go to war. At the Manhattan, uh, they're going to go to war at Ladder War in Toronto after uh, the title change at Manhattan Mayhem, where the Briscoes became 11 time tag champions. Uh, so uh, that adds to the card of Matt Taven, your Ring of Honor World Champion, taking on Alex Shelley. Women of Honor Champion Kelly Klein taking on Tasha Steeles. And in a, there's a, also a CMLL Trios match announced as well for the uh, Summer Supercard. This is the first time they've ever done a summer supercard, haven't they? Yep. Trying to compete, man. First three participants for the Super J Cup have been announced, and New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced that show. TJP and Dragon Lee are announced for the upcoming Super J Cup tournament, which that, that basically starts immediately after the G1, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, on the, the latest edition of Talk is Jericho MJF is on there. Uh, Daryl, you listened to this one, didn't you? Yes, that was so great. He was he was literally the the title of the podcast is sixty seven for sixty minute promo. He literally cut a sixty minute promo. Please check it out. He is officially my favorite wrestler in in in, in AEW. MLW is uh, speaking of uh, MLW. Uh, they have announced that they uh, are going to do a partnership with Pro Wrestling Noah. Really? Yes, that was uh, just announced by Mike Johnson, PW Insider, a few days ago. Uh, they're going to form an alliance. This par- partnership will feature athletes exchanged between the two organizations, as well as opportunity to share content. In addition to other opportunities, the partnership will commence with an MLW wrestler participating in the 2019 N1 Victory Tour that commences in August. Uh, that wrestler will be revealed at a later date. I believe that was uh, announced today, though. It's uh, uh, their world champion. Who's uh, the world champion? Ah, uh, God, what's his name now? Uh, Roman's cousin. Oh, um, what is this? What is this? Samoan? Um... What is it? Simone Wolf? Simone Werewolf or something? Uh, Jama- Jacob Fatu. Okay, yeah. He defeated Tom Lawler on the 6th of July in Illinois to become the uh, the MLW champion. Oddly enough, uh, yeah, the MLW championship is just, uh, it, it was resurrected in uh, 2018, and Shane Strickland held it for 91 days before Loki defeated him and held it for 205 days, then Filthy Tom Lawler had it for 154. So Jacob Fatu is the fourth MLW champion since it was brought back after a 14-year hiatus. Um, so yeah, coming up there in the N1 Victory Tour, I'm, I'm assuming that's kind of a tournament similar to the G1 that, that Pro Wrestling Noah does, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, can, uh, welcome back to Tegan Knox. As uh, after uh, having ACL, uh, torn ACL, she was uh, back in action on July 26th at an NXT live event. So it's good to see uh, Tegan Knox back into the ring. Uh, tons of AEW talent announced for Chris Jericho's cruise. No big surprise, but uh, there is a lot of uh, talent that has uh, been announced, including uh, Kenny Omega, the Bucks. Cody, Hangman, Brandy, MJF, Britt Baker, Jungle Boy, Nyla Rose. Those are all uh, planned to join uh, Chris Jericho on his tour along with several Hall of Famers like Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, X-Pac, Booker T, Jake Snake Roberts, DDP, Eric Bischoff. I wonder if Eric Bischoff's still doing that cruise of Jericho. I mean, unless unless it interferes with, I mean, unless it's around a time... The TV's not being filmed. Like maybe like a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday or something. Well, by then it's going to be SmackDown will be on Fridays. So. Yeah, well, yeah, true. And I, I, it's like a four day, four or five day cruise. So, I don't know if Bischoff will be a part of that anymore. Well, maybe he will. I don't know. Maybe they'll let him, you know, take care of previous engagements or and commitments. I don't know. These are facts. WWE hired an important behind-the-scenes Ring of Honor employee recently. His name is Chris Resnick. He was an important cog behind the scenes 
as a director and producer for the company's weekly TV series. Um, WWE has hired him to work full-time on their network programming, according to Mike Johnson at PW Insider. Uh, Resnick informed Ring of Honor that he'd be departing the company. He'd been with Ring of Honor for eight years, working on over 400 television episodes and was extremely well-liked uh, by the talent within the company. He's directed a number of pay-per-views this year, including the G1 Supercard and the Crockett Cup. NXT star Karen Q has announced that she suffered a broken leg at last night's live event in Atlanta, Georgia. So uh, get well soon to Karen Q. Broken leg, uh, probably about a month or two, a couple months out, right? Maybe six to eight. Yeah, it depends on how serious it is. Oh, she showed, they showed their x-ray. It's a little fucked up. Ugh. Clean break, though, which is always good. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that'll get her back quicker. Finn Balor missed the uh, Smackville special due to illness, but as we saw on SmackDown Live tonight, he is feeling a little better as he took on Dolph Ziggler. And the official details of StarCast 3 on Fight TV have been announced for $39.99. You also get access to StarCast's 1 and 2 content. And, of course, this is headlined by none other than CM Punk. How much are they charging for Punk? Uh, it, it just went on sale. I, did, I didn't even look. I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not cheap. No. It's probably not as expensive as usually WWE charges. Here it is. Prices to meet CM Punk, Sting, and John Moxley at StarCast 3. Punk meet and greet tickets are 149 with the $10 fee, roughly. Sting is 139 and Moxley is 129 It's not bad. I, I was just gonna say, compared to the prices that they charge for people at access, mm-hmm. yeah, that's for the not for the bad. V, for the VIP stuff, that's yeah. not bad at all. That's not bad that's at a, all. That's actually fair. Some I think I pay, if you meets. compare if you compare that to WWE access prices for the VIP meet and greets, that's not bad at all. I think SummerSlam last year in Brooklyn, they were charging like to meet Steph and Triple H like two hundred, like two ten. Yeah, because they need the money, right? Right. Uh, other prices, uh, $69 to meet SCU. How Eight, much? 69 Not bad. I mean, to meet three great wrestlers. I, I've met I've met CD and, and Kaz before, so. Yeah, I met CD and I met, I met all three of them. $50 to meet Cody Rhodes and Pharaoh. Uh, $50 to meet Hangman Page. 60 to meet the Lucha Brothers. 79 to meet McFoley. 69 to meet Scott Hall, 59 to meet Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. That's got to be a fun. That'd be a great duo right there, man. That, that's definitely worth 59 bucks in my book. Meet two of the four horsemen. Uh, $69 to meet Lawler and Raw and JR. $29 to meet Joey Janela. 39 for Tony Schiavone. And 39 to meet Dean Malenko. So Dean Malenko and Tony Schiavone charging 10 more than Joey Janela. <laughs> hey. That will be the greatest autograph in the history of our sport. Did you guys see that uh, little 12-minute clip they posted on AEW's YouTube of uh, Janela and Havoc and, and Allen going at it? That shit was hilarious. There's a tw- it's 12 minutes? No, 12 seconds. 
Oh, oh. I was going to say, I, I've, I saw a short clip. I didn't see anything 12 minutes. I was about to say, I'd have been sitting there dialed in. Yeah, they 12 said, minutes, one inch, you then know. They, then they, yeah, yeah. It's all hey, the same. Hey, hey. Is, that, is that what 12 minutes equals is one inch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bane! Uh, I loved it. They pan, they panned uh, to the the Blink One Eighty Two guys and, and the the lead singer. I can't remember the lead singer's name off the top of my head, but the lead singer goes again. Janella, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> hey, I saw I saw Travis, and that's, that's all I need to see. That's all I need to see. Janella and uh, Enzo got into it at a Blink One Eighty Two show yeah. uh, a, a month or so back, and uh, I guess Blink yeah. Blink One Eighty Two was sure. must Blink One Eighty Two was probably playing Daly's Place. I'm assuming. Uh, so, because I saw uh, Priscilla Kelly had tweeted that uh, she had uh, got to meet the band as well, so they probably had a show there at the old Daly's place. I like. I want to go to Daly's place sometime. That place looks pretty sweet. It looks pretty nice. As long as it's not in the middle of the summer. Wow! Drake Maverick defeats Mike Canellis on Two Hundred Five Live. All right. Well then. Well, at least he got a win. He's been getting jobbed every time on Raw. He wrestles so. Uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I'll check it out eventually. Poor Mike Canellis. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit. Oh, boy. And uh, good to see. Uh, I'm not going to go into any details of the idiots on Twitter, but. Uh, so many idiots on Twitter. Yeah, Stupid. With, with idiots. Randy, oh, I thought you were going to do Randy Orton there for a minute. Stupid. Oh. Stupid. <laughs> I I forgot why he did that to Co- to Kofi back then, and I had to look it up tonight. Like, oh, Kofi yeah. bought some move or something. Kofi yeah, was Kofi supposed to Kofi was supposed to set up for the punt, and he laid flat on his back, or something like he was supposed to get in position to take a punt. Having miscommunications happen, heaven forbid. Yeah, Randy was a, a, a different man ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, he didn't, wrong. Hear the, he didn't hear the voices. He was shit. He was shitting in gym bags ten years ago. So uh, maybe that's a little more than ten years ago. I don't know. But uh, people talking shit about Renee Young's commentary, which they should, and I think she's doing a, a fine job. Don't she? She's good. I mean, you can't expect everybody to be Jim Ross or Jerry Lawler off the break. I mean, all these people bashing Renee Young if they heard Alex Marvez. Oh. oh my God! You know, I'm they, just saying. Right, these guys are. I mean, yeah, these, guys know, are, these, these guys are. These guys are. Fact. These guys are just misogynistic uh, dipshits. That's all they are. They're, oh, there's a woman. Who can't can't hear. I can't handle a woman talking in my ear. Yeah, because you never have had a woman talking here before, from your mama's basement. A, should have had a woman talk to them. Period. Bam. I don't know why I just went ODB there, but okay. Uh, so much. So much unneeded hate and vitriol and venom on social media lately it's just it's nicer not to you know i'm just i'm on it a heck of a lot less nowadays and honestly i'm better off for it hobbs and shaw comes out on theaters officially hitting them this friday august 2nd you guys gonna go check it out when i get a chance yeah i might i might check her out too ah check her out i bet that'll make a few dollars one inch. Uh, how many dollars is one inch? <laughs> hey, God damn it. Uh, Jerry Lawler has filed a lawsuit against uh, Hardeman County, Tennessee, over the death of his son, Brian Lawler, 
while incarcerated following a DUI arrest. I believe he's seeking $3 million for negligence uh, in regards to that case. Congrats to NXT announcer Pat McAfee. He has signed a deal with ESPN to join their Thursday night college football announce team. This dude is funny as shit, so that's a, it's a great hire for ESPN, and I, uh, it'll make watching college football on Thursday nights even more fun. Cause so he's no longer with WWE? Oh, he can do both. Charlie Caruso works for ESPN right now. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Correct him on door. Yeah, he'll be able to do both. It's not like he, he. It's not like his duties tie him to NXT. I mean, technically, they're in a damn. They're in the same damn state. He's like, huh? I think is he ESPN is still in Connecticut. Yeah, but he's uh, usually in Orlando, though, isn't he? Well, I guess now he's. Pro- I don't know where he's located at now. I don't know where he lives. Most of those people live in Orlando because it's tax free. I would it. Uh, Impact Wrestling tweeted out yesterday that Tennille Dashwood has signed with the company, and I don't know. I don't like. I don't watch Impact, so I was hoping she'd go to AEW. You know, I thought she was a lock for AEW. Honestly, this was very surprising. But I, I'll tell you what. I mean, there's one good thing about Impact at this point. It's their women's division, pretty and much. their women's division's pretty much stacked. Who's like the Who's the world champion now? Even um, it's Brian Cage, isn't it? Oh, you oh. talking about the women's champion? I thought it was, um, you yeah. talking about the, I saw the women's one. champion? It's still Taya. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was talking about men, but. Yeah, Brian, it's Brian Cage and Taya for uh, the women. So, yeah, this Friday, uh, back to uh, All Elite Wrestling this Friday, August 2nd, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, AEWTix.com, as they also announced today, as I uh, mentioned earlier. <laughs> The first match for the first day of your TV event will be Cody against Sammy Guevara. I probably won't even remember it. How do you guys feel about that, honestly? Like, I don't feel like they should be announcing any matches for their first television taping that doesn't happen in over two months until at least after All Out's over. Well, I'm an optimistic thinker, and I like to believe that with that, I think that they're announcing it simply because they're trying to do something different than what WWE does. I mean, I get it. I, I hear what you're saying, Matt. But I yeah, but is that really a match announcement that they think is going to drive ticket sales? I Cody mean, Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara? I mean, I guess. Look, the match is good. Look, the match will be good. You know the match will be good. But, uh, I mean, literally, it, like, if you had to announce, you had to announce a match two months out. For some unknown reason, which I is like I said, I don't understand why you're doing it because I wouldn't do it. No. I wouldn't announce anything because you don't know what's going to happen. happen. Yeah, and I wouldn't announce anything until after all outs happen because for storyline purposes. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they did this, like I, I don't under, I truly don't understand the reasoning because to me, this match isn't going to move tickets. You'd be better off just announcing what talents are going to appear. Yeah. They did, know, they did. They did do that today, though. Should they? Should they? Should they have had they, a they, bigger? They, they announced Moxley today. Should they have had a bigger yeah, but first Moxley match? Was on the poster, though. I mean, I don't know. Should they have had a bigger first match or no? It doesn't really I, matter. I, no. I don't think they should have announced the match. Period. And if they, yeah, and if they that. absolutely had to announce a match, it should have been a big match. It should have been like the winner of the main event of All Out between Hangman. And Chris Jericho will be defending 
the AEW World Championship against the winner of Kenny Omega and John Moxley. And you announce that. That match is going to happen. That, if, that's yeah, your that's your main event of your first show on October second. There, that will sell tickets. That'll put butts in the seats. And I just came up with that off the top of my fucking head. I'm available, Tony. Uh, Call me. We're all, uh, told, we're all available, I, I told you Tony. I'm working on that. I told you I'm working on that, guys. We're all available, Tony. If you if you've well, seen well, when, if, when it, football it, season it, starts, I got you. If you've seen the graphic, we, if you've seen the graphic by uh, our buddy Mark Show, we all know that Daryl is one inch. So <laughs> that's not what she he, said. He actually sent me. He actually sent me a damn uh, picture. It looks. Uh, it, it looks like the old all, AEW. All, all of us. It says "Lost in the Midcard yeah. Podcast." It's all elite. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that too. <laughs> He used the picture that I took with Adam Cole, which is kind of funny. <laughs> oh, you got to send, send me that. You haven't seen this yet? No, I haven't. I got to check my phone. He hasn't sent me anything yet. Is it, on, is it on Twitter, JB, or did he just Facebook it to you? He, he, Facebooked just, it? he just Facebooked it to me. So. Well, I'm not on Facebook, so you guys got to like, send it to me the best way you can. Yeah, I'm just going to send it to you in a DM right now. You working on that? Okay. Uh, Monday Night Raw, Raw Reunion brought in about 3.1 million viewers. Well, it, it dropped like a rock last week, but it was this week, but it was a damn good Raw, um, which we'll get into in a little bit. But uh, 2.3 million, they lost about 700,000 viewers from the Raw Reunion show the week before. Uh, steady decline, 2.4 million in the first hour, 2.32 in the second, and 2.23 in the third. But it was a, it was a damn good Raw, wasn't it, gentlemen? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, NXT for this week, uh, as we are starting to work our way towards NXT TakeOver Toronto. Semi-final match in the breakout tournament. Jordan Miles and, and defeated Angel Garza. So Jordan Miles moves on to the finals. Um, after the match, Shane Thorne showed up and uh, asked, uh, why do you debut eight superstars when you have him? So this is a, a little reintroduction to Shane Thorne. Of course, uh, they... Uh, uh, Nick Miller is tag partner from TM61. They released uh, several months back. Thorne says he doesn't need a tournament to break out. He will break out on his own. Bianca Belair defeated Xia Lee. Killian Dane cut a promo about why he attacked Matt Riddle. And uh, Mia Yim going uh, going ham on Jessamyn Duke this week. So she's she's beating up that entourage. I think she's taking that title from Shayna. I fucking uh, hope so. I hope so. You see the look on my face right now. I hope so. We, we, we can imagine the look on your face. What do you guys think of uh, the triple threat match for the North American setup? Pete Dunne, Roddy Strong, and, uh, and Velveteen Dream. That's, that's got to be that's gonna be a That's going to be a good one. That's going to that's gonna be a good show stealer right there, I bet. Shit, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't be surprised if that opened the show. Casey Catanzaro was going to take on Io Shirai, but uh, Candice LeRae attacked Io from behind, literally as the bell rang. So, uh, we gonna get two women's matches in Toronto, or is this going to be a Toronto match? Uh, it might mm, might be a pre-show match. And uh, I thought uh, Keith Lee and Damian Priest was a hell of a main event from NXT last week. You guys agree? Mm-hmm. 
Right man went over there with Damian Priest. I think we're going to turn we're we're turning Keithley heel eventually. So I've been looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it Babyface is just not gone anywhere. It's kind of stale. Like, see what kind of damage he can do as a, as a heel, right? Oh, he can be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of assholes. You are a big fan of assholes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward silence. Yes. Uh, I wasn't even touching that one. <laughs> with a one-inch pole? Wow. Oh, boy. Monday, wow. Night, Monday Night Raw from Little Rock, Arkansas. And uh, we, we kick things off with a 24-7 championship mosh pit match. First ever mosh pit match. This just leads me to believe that, that Vince heard the term mosh pit for the first time and thought it sounded cool. I believe Damn, that. Pal. I can believe that. Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle took on our truth and Carmella. Good to see uh, the Muse and our, uh, Renee Michelle some more. And uh, MCW zone. Truth and Carmella got the win, but as soon as the uh, the bell rung to end the match, it was game on for that twenty four seven title, and they all dogpile Truth and Mike Kanellis comes out with a twenty four seven title. Mike Kanellis is a champion finally, guys. This is the greatest love of all. Poor Mike. Poor Mike. That's what happens when you sign a five-year contract. He gets his balls cut off and reattached more than I know. Yeah, you can pay me enough of that. Uh, Canales went to hide into the uh, WWE officials' room as everybody tried to go after him, and then Maria knocks on the door. Telling, uh, demanding Mike to open up the door, and he goes, "How do I know it's not Carmella <laughs> in disguise?" And Maria goes, "I'll if you do not open this door, I will kick you in the vagina." Woof, woof. So, so not only does Mike Canellis not have balls, but apparently Maria took his dick too, huh? I, I'm, 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 I'm. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm, the, yeah this does nothing for me i'm like gauntlet man the whole uh, the whole uh maria treating mike like shit thing yeah i'm yeah or uh, <laughs> or as, as uh people are joking vince mcmahon's googling cuck holding right now <laughs> i don't i don't know if you wow. want i don't know if you want to google that but uh uh yeah google, no, google, that's that's a no from me <laughs> yeah uh, they had a gauntlet match to determine AJ Styles' opponent for... Uh, I don't want that in my Google search history. Yeah, that, that goes up there with Blue Waffle. Wait a minute. Uh, gauntlet match to determine AJ Styles' opponent at SummerSlam for the United States title. Uh, no surprise that Ricochet won this, right, guys? <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a foregone conclusion before it even started. It was still a good match, though. Uh what we got out of that match, though, is I'd, li- I'd like to see more of Andrade and Ricochet and more of Ray and Cesaro. Those both were were great contests within the gauntlet match itself. Um, Maria Canellis in the in the officials' locker room with Mike, and she tells Mike to get on his back while she steps on him and pins him to become the first ever pregnant twenty four seven champion. Lance Storm made a good point last night. Will the WWE Universe 
boo or cheer a pregnant lady getting pinned? <laughs> wow. Because it's Maria, they probably would cheer it, right? Yeah, because she's, uh, you know, annoying. She uh, claimed that she'll be at her OBGYN appointment on Thursday, and that just tells me that our truth is going to be the doctor. And, and, and while she's got her legs up, spread eagle on that, on that little uh, table there, truth's going to pin her. What do you think, guys? I can see it. Uh, a moment of bliss did not really get me too excited for for Bliss and Lynch, but after what happened on SmackDown with the tag match tonight, though, I'm afraid they're making this a four way and adding Bliss and Cross in. Do you guys agree? I can see it. You feel like it's going I, to be I, I don't. don't I don't see that now. You think they're going to keep it at Bailey and Ember? Yes. Uh. What a difference a couple of uh, a few weeks makes. Uh, Gallows and Anderson were basically the jokes of uh, the tag team division, and now they're tag champs, aren't they? See, well, rumored money that they're getting, um, they might as well just let them run those tag titles for a long time and get their money's worth out of them. Right. They backed up the Brinks truck to them, huh? I, I dude, I'm here and. What? You wouldn't be- you wouldn't believe the number that I'm hearing. Wow! Yeah, hey, it's it's it's, re- it's ridiculous for a tag team that they've barely used for the last couple of years. The amount of money I'm hearing that they got, and if it's correct, it all it does is really just show how fucking terrified WWE is of AEW that they gave them that much money to keep them from going there. They're scared of fucking relationships. Because you damn well know they were going there. Oh, yeah, Yeah. easily. Uh, But how good is it to have the Good Brothers back on top, huh? I I'm not, I'm not, think it's long overdue. Yeah, they should have been done that. You don't bring a you don't bring a tag team of that caliber, especially at the same time you bring Nakamura and AJ over and just do dumb shit with them. Um. Yeah. It, Obviously, it, Vince didn't watch New Japan at all. No. Well, he doesn't even watch NXT. Come on. True. Why would he watch New Japan? Uh, it's the first time they're champs since the Hardy Boys returned to WrestleMania. If that tells yeah, you pretty how, much. How long it's been? What? Two year, three years ago? Oh, over two. Because it was a uh, was that Orlando, the one after Dallas? Yeah, that's the one. That's my first one. Yep. Uh, the Viking Raiders killed another couple of jobbers. <laughs> Becky Lynch defeated uh, Alexa Bliss, and then uh, faced off with Nikki Cross, and that didn't last long either. As uh, the man gets ready to face Natalia. I kind of like the spot where Natalia came in in street clothes and put Lynch in the old sharpshooter, though. Kind of a little payback from... They showed a little video of uh, of uh, Natalia working out with Fit Finley, trying to work on how to escape the disarmor, and <laughs> Becky calls Fit a traitor. That's, that was funny. Maria posing with the 24-7 belt, asking if anybody wants to pin her, and she runs into Braun Strowman. And I swear to God, Braun Strowman made a Snitsky face when that, when that camera was zooming in on him. It wasn't my fault. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Braun. We need Braun to do something. Maybe maybe he'll fill in for Seth, huh? Because uh, Seth Rollins was taking on Dolph Ziggler uh, to get retribution for super kicking HBK. 
And Lesnar comes out. We thought it might have been a tease, but no Lesnar's here. And, uh, uh, you know, to, to put it shortly, uh, Lesnar beat the holy fuck out of Seth Rollins, didn't he? Sure did. Why? You guys both think this is a writing him off from SummerSlam, right? Yeah, I, I mean, unless he's like a fucking superhero, no. Why are they writing him off with less than two weeks to go? No clue, dude. Same reason why Vince changed the SmackDown main event three times today? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Then the end of the show, the Samoan Summit, well, it, it didn't really happen because Joe attacked Roman Reigns in the back and then came out and said the Samo- the, uh, the the summit is canceled as uh, peace talks broke down. And what a great end to Raw with, with everybody just coming out to fight. The Usos came out. The OC came out. Cedric Alexander diving off the Tron. That was a fun end to Raw, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, it was pretty good. I was happy with it. And look, at the, look at Cedric Alexander. He'd barely been used since leaving 205 Live, and now he's kind of mixing it up with some of the big boys now, you know, Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre and that, and I like it, man. I like it. You think that's uh, all to have to do with pay- with Heyman? Yeah, you try to include everybody in the mix without burying them. I can see it. Uh, SmackDown tonight. How sad were you guys to hear that Shane wasn't going to be on SmackDown tonight? So sad. Well, yeah. KO was almost in tears, wasn't he? Emotionally destroyed. Kevin Owens is about the hottest baby face going right now, isn't he? I'm glad they turned him turned him to a face. They, they, they didn't need to turn him heel, but that was a knee jerk reaction because of the uncertainties of of Daniel Bryan at the time, I guess. So, what can you do? But uh, Kevin Owens is doing a hell of a job as a baby face, and uh, he's getting some of the bigger pops. Uh, Drew McIntyre came out. That led to a match, good match between those two guys to kick off uh, SmackDown. And um, Alistair Black in in the room looking for someone to fight him. And uh, apparently Sami Zayn wants to, to pick a fight with uh, with Alistair Black. Oh, he wants to go to sleep tonight. I that'll be a good match. It, it doesn't just seem like they're putting together like most of this damn card so last minute. Yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't feel like the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, does it? No. Not not at all. Like, it really feels like just another month's show. Great balls of fire. Right, let's just you, throw this together. That's You know the crazy part? I don't think they know. I think with the transition with Heyman and Bischoff and then the fact that they're moving to Fox, I just think they're just trying to – I think they're panicking. Like, they're just – I don't. I I can't call it. This doesn't seem like SummerSlam. Well, we know they're panicking with a certain company down in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, you better go balls to the walls next weekend, because come August thirty first, they're gonna go balls to the walls. I asked Daryl and Matt if they thought Bliss and Cross would be added to the uh, the women's title match for SmackDown because they had defeated the team of Bailey and Ember Moon. And then Bailey got her receipt for getting an eclipse last week by throwing a Bailey to belly on Ember Moon after the match. Uh, Kings Court, uh, hosted by Lawler. Of course, we all knew what was coming. Trish Stratus, Charlotte Flair. Mile away. Yep. 
pretty much. Ziggler against Balor, the Fiend, doing a little trickery, leading to Balor eating a super kick. Hey, Dolph Ziggler gets a win finally. When's the last time Ziggler won a match? <laughs> Who cares? Uh, no. Uh, I think we're going to get ourselves uh, even the, uh, another example of throwing this together last minute, even though we kind of thought the seeds were planted here a few weeks ago, but they finally got planted now. Ollie pinning Shinsuke Nakamura after three minutes, avoiding avoiding the Kinsasha on three different uh, uh, attempts. This is going to be, this could be a show stealer on SummerSlam, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, psh, they'll probably put it on the fucking kickoff show, though, won't they? Is, that, I would hope, fucking hope not. I know as much as they're pimping Ali in these vignettes, that, that would be stupid. Stupid! Stupid, stupid. Speaking of stupid, they uh, <laughs> they revisited the stupid moment with Orton as he was talking about uh, uh, Kofi Kingston in promo tonight. Oh, boy. And in our main event, AJ Styles, Kofi Kingston. I thought this was going to be uh, turning into uh, a six-man tag, but it didn't. Instead, uh, uh, the other four guys basically kind of stayed out of it for the most part. And uh, good match there between K- Kingston and Styles, and, and Kofi Kingston gets the win there. Uh, then the, we closed out SmackDown with a very interesting segment of uh, Roman Reigns walking. As soon as they showed him walking towards Caleb Braxton, I knew some shit was going to happen. <laughs> and uh, somebody tipped over a big old thing, and, and well, Roman Reigns had just uh, uh, avoided it apparently. And uh, he says he's okay. And uh, the EMTs are checking on Reigns as he walks away, and the show goes off the air. What'd you guys think of that ending? Good, unique, or weird? Eh. Well, I know who did it. It was Rikishi. He did it for the <laughs> I rock. I did it for the rock. He did it for the rock. So, pretty good Raw and SmackDown this week, don't you say, boys? I'm content with it. Well, that's gonna, it's kind of a short show this week. Not much to really cover. Anything else you guys want to mention? One inch. One inch. Well, that's going to do it. For, on that note, it's going to do it for Lost of the Midcard this week. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host and enabling us to be on iTunes and any of your favorite podcasting apps, Spotify as well. Just search for Lost of the Midcard, hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday or any other special days. So that's way you subscribe. You know the new episode pops up there for you. We're also on the YouTube if you want to do it that way. And the links to all that are on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard. Also on the Twitter at LITMC Podcast, where we share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. Daryl's on the Twitter at no one like D. Matt is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. I am on the Twitter at JB Huskers. Give us all a follow and, and talk to us while we, we live tweet shows and all that fun stuff. Always like talking to the people. And uh, before we ride off into the sunset, as that calendar gets ready to turn to August, <clears throat> Daryl, what are your final thoughts? October 2nd, all of the wrestling. <laughs> best birthday ever, right? Best, bur- best birthday ever. Get that, get that clicking finger ready for 11, was it 11 a.m. Eastern? Is that when they go on sale? Or is it 12? No, it's 12, 12 yeah. 
Matt, what are your final thoughts? Um, I really, I really hope that AEW does not announce another match before October second until after All Out is over. I just, I, I just think it's silly that they did that. That's just my opinion. Meh, I don't know. It's something to add, but I mean, yeah, you're right. It doesn't really add much hype. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a solid match. Hey, oh, yo, Sammy Guevara, he's a good hand. <laughs> good night. Oh, my. For Daryl and Matt, this is Jeremy. Thank you for tuning in to Lost in the Midcard. We will catch you next time. Have a good one.